Hammerdown Racing Report. And now your hosts, Scott Hammer, Ron Miller, and Jerry Keezer. Welcome, race fans, to the Hammerdown Racing Report for Thursday, June 24th, 2021. Show number 185, Scott Hammer along with Jerry Keezer, Ron Miller. Um, Jerry's going to be taking over a lot of the show because I'm not sure how long my voice is going to be holding out tonight. Caught in a little bit of a bug, I think. Ron says it's COVID. It's I don't know. It must be. For, See, you got to drink. It must be the uh, Corona, the vaccine, and then the. I'm vaccinated though, so. But I guess you can still so get drink it. Corona, and then it'll dose it. Okay. Yeah. This is clear Corona. Ah. Oh yeah, it's ripping down my face now. All right. Uh, <laughs> so Hammerdown Racer Report coming at you uh, live from the uh, Hammerdown Racer Report Home Studios, presented by Oakshade Raceway. Coming at you live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Uh, make sure to like us on uh, Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Hammer Report, and uh, you can follow us on YouTube too. That's cool. We've been getting a lot of uh, followers, a lot of a lot of traction on YouTube. It's kind of surprising. Sweet. I wasn't didn't think people still used YouTube that much, but and of course you can listen to us on your favorite podcasting platform, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, whatever. Check us out at HammerDownRacingReport.com. Tonight on the show. We're going to be speaking uh, to a couple drivers uh, tonight. We have uh, J.R. Cornette, 14-year-old uh, racer, just getting started in the... Uh, J.R. It's R.J. That, just, oh, jeez. Maybe my prep's wrong. Sorry, R.J. Yeah, it's right there. He's, <laughs> he's smiling now. <laughs> R.J. Cornette uh, will be joining us. Uh, he's getting, He's been racing uh, Corey McCoy's uh, dirt truck. Fremont got his start. Actually, first night out at Oakshade a few weeks back. So we'll be talking to him in uh, just uh, a few minutes. We'll also be talking to uh, late model sportsman driver. I'm going to call him Young Mike since I'm <laughs> dyslexic tonight. Mike Young will be joining Isn't us. Is that a rapper? Young Mike? <laughs> it could be. I think that's Young MC. <laughs> I, I think I just dated myself with that one. Uh, the move. Before we get to our racing roundup of all the action and non-action from last week, that is bust a move. You're right. A little slow on that one. Uh, I got to thank Oakshade Raceway once again. We're the fastest meet to race, racing every Saturday night. Uh, this weekend, June 26th, it's the uh, first Oakshade Attica Late Model Challenge Series event uh, featuring late models, sportsmen, bombers, compacts. Uh, gates open at uh, 4 o'clock with Racing of 7. General Mission is $14 for that show. Also, Big D's Pizza and Subs, ribs, chicken, and more. There's a, It's not just chicken and subs, or pizza and subs. It's a little bit of everything. Uh, give them a call, 419-547-1444. Order online at orderbigdspizza.com. Big on taste, not on price. I also got to thank uh, Real Geese Silhouette Decoys, Millstream Speedway, Ron Miller Race Cars, and, of course, Freeze Frame Photos for supporting the show. Dean, Dean Henry, op- open a open a store up here in Toledo area. Well, I've, see, I've got this figured out how we can go see him and actually eat at the restaurant now. I've been thinking about this. He's got to open one up here. Well, That's I've got a portable picnic table that I can haul up with my truck. We'll order ahead, get there, eat right outside. We could even do the show live from right out front. Well, yeah. All right, next week. That's where, that's All we got to do is drive to Clyde. <laughs> live remote from Clyde, Ohio. I, I don't have anything on next Thursday other than the show, so I, we, I can do yeah. that. <laughs> you okay with that, Ron? Oh, I'm fine. There you go. Making the sausage live on the air. Behind-the-scenes stuff. Ooh. We might be in Clyde next week. I don't know. You never know what's going to happen. <laughs> Organic. Uh, 
<laughs> organic, yes. All right. Before we get to uh, RJ, uh, why don't we uh, check out uh, last week's uh, racing action, Jerry? Well, uh, racing roundup brought to you once again by Tim Sims. I'm in the home of Tim Sims at the Hillbilly High Banks tonight. Lots of tracks rained out last weekend, including Attica Raceway Park, Limelia Motorsports Park. Well, Attica was off because of Speed Weeks. Uh, Fremont was off. Limeland rained out. Shady Bowl rained out. Uh, yeah, it, it was just bad all the way around. Hopefully, although it's not looking good, hopefully we can uh, do something about that this weekend. Toledo Speedway was in action with Dave Lambert picking up a school bus figure eight Friday night. Mike Young, our guest tonight, won the ARCA Late Model Sportsman feature. Jacob Thomas sped to victory in the factory stock feature. Dennis Wisman Jr. won the figure eight feature. Lambert was back in victory lane a second time after winning both the boat figure eight and Wisman did the same thing, winning the flagpole race. At Oakshade Raceway, Rusty Schlenk became the only four-time winner of the Barney Oldfield race Saturday night at Oakshade. Devin Shields finished second and Chris Keller third. Rusty Smith won his fourth consecutive sportsman feature over Josh Robertson and Carter Murday. Colin Schilt got an easy bomber A main win over Jeff Folks Jr. and Adam Lance. At Flat Rock Speedway, it was Car <clears throat> excuse me, Carson Hosevar winning the 125-lap ARCA CRA Super Series feature. Carson Lucas won the CRA Junior Late Model feature. And Greg Stute took win number three in the Street Stock feature. The Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series is in action with Jonathan Davenport becoming the first four-time winner this season on the Lucas Oil Late Model Tour. The three-time series champion led flag to flag, to flag to win the Optima Batteries Clash at the MAG on Friday night at Magnolia Motor Speedway. Mississippi racer Michael Arnold turned in his best career run in the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series as he finished second. Jimmy Owens was third. Next up for the Lucas Oil Series, Napa Auto Parts go for 50 at Deer Creek Speedway in Spring Valley, Minnesota on Friday and Saturday, uh, June 25th and 26th. World of Outlaws Morton Buildings Late Models, Ben Hess scored his second career series win Thursday at State Line Speedway. Brandon Shepard finished second. Max Blair was third. Friday's event at Thunder Martin Speedway and Saturday's event at Sealands Grove were both rained out. Next up for the World of Outlaws Late Models, the Firecracker 100 at Lernerville Speedway in Pennsylvania tonight through Saturday. World of Outlaws NOS Energy Drink Sprint Cars were in action. The two-time World of Outlaws NOS Energy Drink Sprint Series champion Brad Sweet excitingly ended his month-long dry spell with a Thursday night triumph at 34 Raceway in Iowa. Sweet took the lead on lap 20 and crossed the finish line 2.195 seconds ahead of Carson Macedo. David Gravel was third. Donnie Schatz, you ever heard of this guy? Ten-time nope. Outlaw champion? Never. He collected his milestone 300th career victory after Ooh. being in a season-long drought. Uh, but he did it in thrilling fashion on Friday at Dubuque Fairground Speedway in Iowa. Schatz inherited the lead on lap 12 and drove away from James McFadden to take the victory by almost a full second. Schatz teammate Kerry Matson rounded out the podium. In a nonstop 40-lap feature on Saturday night at Beaverdam Raceway, Sheldon Hottenshield raced to his fourth World of Outlaws NOS Energy Drink Sprint Car Series win of the year. Hottenshield sliced past Geo Selzy in traffic on lap 20 and never gave up control of the race after that, going on to a 2.1-second margin of victory. Carson Macedo finished third. David Gravel didn't feel any pressure to win the World of Outlaws NOS Energy Drink Sprint Series race at the track owned by his car owner at Houston Speedway. He led 26 of 35 laps on the opening night of the Billionado Houston's 50 at Houston's on Monday night. Donnie Schatz finished second, just 2.9, I'm sorry, 29 one hundredths of a second behind Gravel. Schatz, uh, Tony Stewart racing teammate Kerry Madsen finished third. On Tuesday night, Aaron Reitzel survived a lap one tangle with uh, Carson Macedo to hold to 
take back off on the restart and lead all 50 laps of the Houston's 50 and pick up a cool 30 grand and give himself a shot at $100,000 this weekend at Jackson by winning that race. Wrightsville defended two-time War About Law Spirit, uh, defending champion Brad Sweet by 1.1 seconds. Donnie Schatz chased Sweet the entire feature but had to settle for third. Next up for the World of Outlaw Sprints, like we said, the ADCO Jackson Nationals at Jackson Motorplex in Minnesota tonight and through Saturday. And again, if Reitzel should happen to be able to win the Jackson Nationals, he'll pick up an additional $100,000 on top of the $50,000 top prize at Jackson. Flow Racing All-Star Circuit of Champions, uh, Justin Peck won Thursday night at Muskingum County Speedway with Spencer Basin second and Tyler Courtney third. We got rained out at Lima Land Friday for the... Now, that's the fifth All-Star race, fifth time, fifth year in a row we've lost our All-Star race at Lima Land. Hopefully next year we can kick Mother Nature in the tail. But uh, the Ohio Sprint Speed Week finale at Portsmouth went off on Saturday without a hitch. And Paul McMahon picked up his first series victory since 2018. And it, what a win it was, $17,544 to win. Hunter Schoenberg was second and Danny Dietrich was third. Tyler Courtney finished fourth and rounded out his Ohio Sprint Speed Week by picking up the Speed Week Championship and an additional $5,000. Next up for the All-Star Circuit of Champions, State Line Speedway in New York on Friday, July 9th, and then Sharon Speedway on Saturday and Sunday, July 10th and 11th. In NASCAR action, it didn't matter that Ryan Priest had never run a NASCAR Camping World Truck Series race coming into Friday night at the Rackley Roofing 200 at Nashville Super Speedway. Priest making his first of two scheduled starts with the Davis Gillian Gilliland owned team chased down and passed. Ah, yes, David Gill. I thought, yeah, I thought it was maybe it was a hyphenated. I put the hyphen in the wrong place. <laughs> the David Gilliland owned team. He chased down Grant Enfinger to win with seven laps left and drove away from Todd Gilliland to win by almost a full second. Enfinger finished third. Kyle Busch won his 100th career NASCAR Xfinity Series race during Saturday's Tennessee Lottery 250 at Nashville Super Speedway. Bush surged past Justin Allgaier on a two-lap overtime dash to the finish and drove away by 1.11 seconds at the checkered flag. Harrison Burton finished third on Sunday. Wait for it, folks. This Kyle this, Larson guy? Wait for it, folks. This is big news. You never hear this name. <laughs> Kyle Larson picked up the win in the NASCAR Cup Series for the fourth straight race. That third guy is consecutive. amazing. It's something else. Have you guys seen uh, that meme going around? His, his weekly schedule. Yeah. Sunday yes, win. Yes. Monday find a or I don't remember if it was Monday or Tuesday. Go to a dirt track win there. Wednesday uh, find another finish dirt, track. dirt track. Yeah, finish second uh, just to show you're not good. Not yeah. perfect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Then win again. What did win you did repeat? Did you see the news that came out about Joe Gibbs racing after this win by Larson on Sunday? Uh, that Joe Gibbs thinks there's something illegal. Yes, and NASCAR came out and flat out said they've been double checking Larson's over car. that car. Yes, they, Jerry, they, they the driver, I mean, the driver's I, illegal. I, I have seen Kyle Larson stuff that car into a corner on a line that nobody else will run and drive away. Um, Absolutely, he, he's phenomenal. His butt cheeks are as talented as anybody's I've ever seen. <laughs> That's I a quote from 100%. Ron Miller. That should be a T-shirt. His that butt, cheeks, his are butt cheeks are as talented as anybody's. <laughs> there you go. Well, well, hopefully, we'll someday we'll get to see Kyle Larson in an Indy car or an F1. I would love to see how he would handle those cars. And and he's running. To, he's running so, out of things to prove at this point. Right. Well, you, you know, AJ Foyt. Other than the championship, 
He could he could get a yeah. cup cup championship. He still hasn't done that. Yeah, even if he doesn't, I mean, you look at the wins he's he's tacked up this year, the stuff he's done dirt wise in the last year and a half. You you can't doubt the kid at all. He, he's something else. Period. He, he's the best pure talent I think I've ever seen in my lifetime. So, but with that said, he, it was his third straight points victory. Uh, Ross Chastain used the risky pit call as a, to his advantage, allowing him to grab a career best second place finish, and William Byron finished third, gave Chevy a sweep of the top three positions. Uh, Larson's teammate Chase Elliott, who was originally scored 13th at the finish, was disqualified when NASCAR discovered five loose lug nuts on the number nine Chevrolet. That's kind of scary. Uh, next up for the Cup Series, Pocono Raceway doubleheader on Saturday is the NASCAR Cup Series race. Uh, I'm not sure what the name of that is. And on Sunday, they do the Explore the Pocono Mountains 350. A little bit of different lineup procedures for those races. Uh, I don't know if we got that in the news or not, but if you feel like not. to check that out on NASCAR. They're, they have a formula they're using to line them up. I know that uh, Kyle Larson will start on the pole of Saturday's race. Sunday's race, they will invert the top 20 finishers from Saturday, and then everyone else will start straight up by the way they finished on Saturday. So to figure Jerry, out your uh, – you, you said that uh, they they checked the lug nuts on, uh, on the nine car – and that mm -hmm. they found them loose. Now, they checked those with a torque wrench, so it doesn't mean that they were loose and falling off. It just meant that they didn't quite meet the torque spec. Um, I don't know if it's as dangerous as it seemed, and their pit wrenches are, are set to a specific torque that should meet or exceed NASCAR's specs. Um, they could have had a faulty gun. Uh, I, I'm sure right. that it wasn't any, it was not anything that was intentional. Well, absolutely. I, I would never expect that. The, the crews are, you know, they, they, they're just as good about keeping the driver safe as anybody. They, they don't want to put their driver in any, any kind of, you know, scary situation. So, yeah, no worries there. I think they'll bounce back, and I'm sure we'll see Chase Elliott oh, yeah. at least finish in second to his teammate once again here real soon. Uh, Sunday at Road America, the IndyCar Series is in action with Joseph Newgarden once again dominating the race, only for his car to suffer a mechanical failure during a restart with two laps left. That handed the lead to end victory to Alex Palou. Colton Herta finished second, and Will Power rounded out the podium. Next up for the IndyCars, the Honda Indy 200 in mid-Ohio on Sunday, July 4th at noon on NBC. In the Camping World SRX Series, Tony Stewart got his first ever win as a driver at Knoxville Raceway in Iowa on Saturday night by picking up the SRX event win. Haley Deegan, who was subbing for Tony Kanaan, finished second. Ernie Francis Jr. was third. Next up for the SRX Series, this Saturday at Eldora Speedway at 8 p.m. on CBS. In other notes from this past week, Buddy Kofoid won his sixth and seventh victories of the year during the Illinois uh, Speed Week for the Lucas Oil Power Ride National Midget League. Uh, he's something else, too. He's one of those guys that I don't know if he'll, we'll see him go to NASCAR or not, but he's definitely going to be a, a force to be reckoned with on dirt for quite some time. So congratulations, lot, buddy. A lot of talent. A lot of talent. Yes. Dirt Car Summer Nationals updates. Last Thursday at Kankakee, Illinois, Devin Moran picked up the win. Big Dean, Dean Henry was, was happy about that. Yes, yeah, absolutely. And, and – Devin's been doing a great job every night. He's been right there in the top five, I think, every one of the uh, first week races. I, I know he's not planning on following the whole Hell Tour, but it's been fun to watch him in the ones he's been in. On Friday at Tri-City, Illinois, it was Tanner English picking up the win. Fairbury Speedway on Saturday, Shannon Babb. 
Sunday Plymouth was rained out. LaSalle Speedway was last night with Brian Shirley picking up the win. Uh, Got to talk about the, the elephant in the room for the Modifieds during Hell Tour. Nick Hoffman, undefeated. Every race so far he has won in the Modifieds during Hell Tour. going to be fun to see how that plays out. I'm going to tell him you call him an elephant. <laughs> you know every one of these guys is going to be gunning for him every time he's on the track now. So it's going to be fun to watch. They're at Spoon River Speedway tonight in Illinois. Sycamore Speedway on Friday. It's rained Federated out tonight. Parts. Did they Spoon, rain out? Spoon River. I guess you, I didn't send that updated uh, prep to you. But, yeah, uh, storms in the weather forecast throughout the day forced them to uh, – it's actually been postponed, I should say. Uh, Dirt Car and Spoon River Speedway officials uh, rescheduled it to – uh, July 7th is going ah, to be okay. the makeup for tonight's. Well, Sycamore Speedway in Illinois will be in action tomorrow for the Hell Tour, depending on the weather. Obviously, this next couple of days is going to be hairy in a lot of places. Uh, I-55 Speedway in Missouri, Jacksonville Speedway, Illinois uh, on Sunday, Beaver Dam Raceway in Wisconsin on next Wednesday, and Davenport Speedway in Iowa next Thursday. And that'll do it for this week's Racing Roundup. Back to you, Scott. Well, we got uh, RJ Cornette. We're going to bring him here in, in in just a second. Uh, first, got to mention Real Geese Silhouette Decoys, the most technologically advanced goose and duck decoys ever produced. They're manufactured here in the U.S. Check out realgeese.com or call 419-800-8100. Check out some of the uh, Real Geese products on sale on the website there, realgeese.com. Also, uh, contact uh, Freeze Frame Photos for all your racetrack photos, whether on the track or in victory lane. They meet all your photo needs. Um Photo shoots by appointment. Give them a call. 419-476-9978. And they have, I don't know if you guys seen, they they have uh, some new products. They're doing, uh, excuse me, <coughs> the can. I'm getting all, getting all choked up about it. They're doing the, the can koozies and uh, calendars, custom calendars, too, which I thought. I, I kind of want one of those calendars, but I, I don't I know if you do got 12 pictures of me when I was up there. <laughs> I mean, that might make a good uh, Christmas present for, for next year. You know, wait till the end of the season, get all... I don't know. But, uh, that's free frame photos, 419-476-9978. Well, we've made him wait long enough, so we'll bring uh, RJ in, or JR, quick, as I quick, like to call him. Quick, uh, quick, home, quick homework, homework assignment for uh, one of our listeners. Uh, Jerry mentioned Ben Hess having uh, won a race. I'd like to know if that was the Ben Hess that used to drive for Target Expediting in the ARCA series, or if it's uh, a son or some relative. I'd like to know. Wait, that is something there the, you go, the professor doesn't know? Well, Ben Hess just sort of faded away um, after a pretty successful career in uh, in the ARCA series. And I'd like to know if he's if he's coming back or some family member is there. All righty then. Well, we got uh, R.J. Cornette with us. Uh, Yay! Like, you gave me the big screen here. I got. Yeah. I got to put on a show. You're on the big screen now. <laughs> Nobody wants to see our faces. We're here all the time. Nobody wants to see us. They're all here we for you. We got faces for radio. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's why we prefer people that just listen on the uh, podcast and don't actually watch this. But it happens. I don't even know why we started doing video. I think it was just because we had cameras and we had the option. We we're like, eh, what the hell? <laughs> Yeah, some old men that wanted to talk, and then uh, then people wanted to see him talk. I guess old men. Did you hear that? He called <laughs> us old. Yeah, <laughs> coming from a fourteen-year-old, though. My goodness. So, uh, RJ, you started off uh, in go karts, right? And uh, yes, just sir. recently made the transition to full-size, not stock car, but the stock truck. I guess we could say. Yeah. Um, yes, give us give us a little bit of a background uh, in your go kart uh, 
experience before we you talk about uh, doing the dirt truck thing? Well, um, I started racing go-karts uh, when I was about five years old. At, uh, my first race ever was at Fremont uh, Raceway Park, the dirt track in the back. You know, it used to be Hasselback Speedway, the asphalt out front. Well, we went in the back with a pretty much a yard cart for my uh, first time, and I ran between the heat races, you know, the intermission between the heat races and between the features. And uh, the next week we went back with uh, with the race cart, and, man, I, I got beat so bad. <laughs> I didn't know if I ever wanted to do it again. Um, and then I started running the asphalt road course at Palmyra and uh, ran at Fremont and Palmyra for a couple of years. And um, I, uh, I uh, Martinville Raceway reopened during – I was probably – 14 now start i was probably nine or ten and started running there on a weekly basis um now during this our, during this during this time rj did you uh, upgrade your equipment at all or oh, uh, oh yes yes well <laughs> we st i started on a 1998 badger it was a it was a straight rail cart on dirt it, uh -huh. it we were uh we were we were hurting bad and uh <clears throat> uh we uh we got on a 2011 Seraph, and I still run that go-kart today in the open class at uh, Palmyra. Um, but we, we Palmyra closed, the asphalt closed, and we just ran dirt, dirt only. And I won a championship at Fremont, and I, uh, I finished second in a point series between Fremont and Martinville. And when I was, I was nine when I started running adults. Um, I was nine years old running, I was, I was really heavy. I was a chunky kid. So I couldn't make, I couldn't make the weight rule for the junior classes. I had to run a heavier adult class because I couldn't get my fat self to get down to 310 pounds of go-kart. So RJ, RJ, your dad had a very successful career in pavement racing. What were his thoughts about you going to dirt and, uh, Apparently doing very well with it in the carts. On, on a flat cart compared to a quarter midget, quarter midgets run asphalt a lot more than flat Right. Carts. So around here, we were forced, if I wanted to race go-karts, I was racing on dirt. And that's that's just how it was going to be. So he um, didn't have a problem with that? Not really. Not that I could tell him, <laughs> little boy, you know. And, and now with the success we're having, I don't think he minds at all. But, uh. It, it was still to this day, a lot of people ask me why, you know, my uncle Randy raced um, Toledo Speedway and Flat Rock on asphalt. My dad raced Toledo and Flat Rock asphalt all their lives. And why, why is Cornette's kid following a dirt path? And well, doing it very well. Well, I, I'm trying. I'm, I'm giving it my best effort. But uh I, I just followed it because that's all there was to follow around here. They're, they weren't drawing enough go-karts on asphalt to run um so i won a couple championships and then they built a dirt track out behind uh paul myers road course and it's been open this is the fourth or fifth year and i ran i've, I've run a race in every year and for the past two years three years i've run on a weekly basis winning two championships and this is the third year and i'm hoping to win a third in a row. Scott, Jerry, at Palmyra, if you beat RJ, you've had a heck of a night. 
<laughs> so you're still racing at, at uh, Palmyra then? Yes, sir, I am. I'm racing on Friday nights at Palmyra and uh, Saturdays in the dirt truck at uh, Fremont. And now, it, I'd usually be running a, another go-kart on Saturdays at either Martinville Raceway or Cridersville Speedway. That's or, what I was going to ask if you travel down to Cridersville or any of the other tracks, when they, especially when they have the big money shows. Yes, so, yes, yeah. yes. I've gone to Cridersville. I've gone to Little Eldora. Um, I've, I've run in a lot of racetracks, um, some that have closed, uh, Great Lakes. I, I've run there. That's that's my best record. I ran there one time and I won. And I'll I'll take my 100% win ratio at Great Lakes. Then they closed. I've uh, I've ran at a lot of racetracks. My dad's dragged me around in that big blue truck for a while. Now, just for our listeners that may not know, your your dad's uh, Royce Cornett. Uh, drive drove the number eight at uh, at Flat Rock. Uh, I believe Toledo as well. Um, is he he? I guess he's is he actively involved in uh, in your racing of uh, oh, the go karts and and the, and the dirt truck now. Um, the truck is very new to us. Okay. So so dad has taken a step back because I, uh, it's owned by Corey McCoy. He runs the nine eleven. You can see uh, the professor's shirt, <laughs> and uh, I'm driving his old truck thirty six M. So yeah, there there he is looking <laughs> looking great. <laughs> And uh, I'm running his old truck, the 36M. So I feel like if we own the truck, my dad would be a little more comfortable, just just because it's ours. Um, but for now, it's it's we're very green. I'm very green. My dad ran asphalt all his life, so he he likes to watch. So how but, how did you get uh, you and Corey uh, get hooked up? Oh man, so <clears throat> I was I was getting ready to go out for a heat race at uh, Palmyra and I got my helmet on I got my jacket on I got my gloves on I, I'm ready I'm ready to get in it and Corey walks up to me and goes how would you like to drive my old dirt truck and oh, oh well just out of the blue oh yeah yeah he, he I had saw him talk to my dad or I had seen him talking to my dad earlier but I didn't think much of it you know and uh he he walked up to me and he asked me if I'd like to drive it and I was like yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like like a kid in a candy store. Um, and from then on, we just uh, one thing at a time. So your first race was at at Oakshade a, a few weeks back. Yeah. Uh, and you ended up finishing second in the B main, and actually, you looked pretty strong out there. I mean, how much how much confidence did that give you uh, going back uh, to Fremont with that truck? Um, it gave me a lot of confidence because. Trucks are on leaf springs. A lot of those cars are on three bars. And I, I felt if we went to Fremont, we'd be on a level playing field. If I could run that well against three bar cars on four barrels that are a lot lighter than me, I could go to Fremont and run really well. And uh, our first night at Fremont was plagued with some uh, bad, bad luck. Uh, I took my dad's steering wheel out of his late model because when I was, when I was driving the, the truck at Oakshade, I felt like I didn't have enough leverage. So I would, I, I thought, let me take my dad's 19 inch wheel and put it in this truck. And I went out for hot laps, which at Fremont, hot laps is almost like you're qualifying. Uh, you draw a pill for your starting spot in a heat race, but you know, it, they give you your lap times and stuff. And it was like driving a boat. I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't do anything. And I, uh, 
I, I came in and I, I heard them running down the, they, they only gave the top 10 and I was ninth. Well, I thought it meant I was ninth out of the 10 guys out there. So I was a little, I was a little disappointed until somebody brought up race monitor to me and said, no, you're ninth out of 28. And I was, I was very excited and went up for my heat race and I, I was running third for about two and a half laps and the right rear leaf spring started to bend. Truck got very tight, um, undrivable, and I finished fifth. I had to go into a B main. But we adjusted the truck to the leaf spring because we didn't have enough time to change it. And I ran the B main like that. They were taking four, and I, I ran second most of the race, and it was getting worse and worse. And I, I ran second most of the race, and it, it eventually got so tight that I, I pushed up the racetrack, and I finished third. So I transferred. We we changed the uh, we changed the spring. I started 19th out of 20 in the A. I was up to 11th or 12th by lap six and got a flat left front. It it was uh, and Corey in the 911 had broken a right front shock, so he was only two spots in front of me. And if I'd have beat that old guy in my first night at the truck at Fremont, I'd have never let him live it down ever. I was gonna like, ask if I, I, I was gonna ask if there's a, a unwritten, unspoken rule that you're not allowed to beat Corey. I'll, I'll tell you word for word what I was told. Okay. If I let him beat me, I'm fired on the spot. <laughs> That's a good so, rule. So if I would have beat him, I'd have brought him the cake the next week. You know his retirement cake. I, you know, you're, you're done now. So what uh, what's the plans for the rest of the year? You plan to run uh, the dirt truck uh, on Saturdays then for for the rest of the season? Yes, sir, I do. Okay, um, and doing the 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 go kart as well on Fridays? Yes, yes. I, I is, plan is, is there any chance of uh, rebranding the thirty six M with maybe uh, an eight or something? Um, I have to earn my number. <laughs> okay, that, that was that was agreed on by me and Corey. I didn't want to go straight into being the number eight without, you know, that's Corey's number, the 36M, and I didn't want to just take it from him without proving anything first. So, uh, and, I, I and, hope the, that, and the eight was your dad's number. So eight, eight was dad's number. Yep. And I'm the eight in go-karts. So I plan to be the eight in the truck. That's a good number. I like that number. Well, thank you. <laughs> that, that's the number. I don't I'm, like I'm it when it goes past me. Oh, well, it, <laughs> Get used to it. The eights are fast. They're, cra- oh. they're crazy. Crazy eights. That doesn't. I'm coming up and racing against the bombers next yeah. week. You heard it here. <laughs> so what's what's uh what's your uh, long term plans? I mean, uh, are you going to stay uh, racing on dirt? Do you ever plan to uh, go to asphalt? What's uh where where you want to end up? It's say five. Where years would you like to be? Yeah. You know that Kyle Larson guy? <laughs> Never heard of him. <laughs> Never heard of him. Yeah, I, I plan to wax him every week. <laughs> there's there's my future goals in okay. race. There's, there's, I, that's I a challenge. To, I want to be the. I want to be better than Kyle Larson, you know. Okay. And he is he is the best driver I have ever seen. And uh, I and you paid attention to racing your whole life. Yes, yes. I I as as long as I can remember, I was sitting at Flat Rock in the stands on Saturday nights watching my dad until we started racing. Um. So I, I've been around racing forever, and the the best driver I have seen is Kyle Larson. So what's what's the roadmap look like to get there? I mean, are, are you gonna stay on dirt? Maybe go up to sprints or late models? I mean, what uh, what path would you like to take to get there? Um, what path would I like to take would be run the dirt trucks 
for a while. Um, hopefully get put in a 305 ride, run well in the 305, uh, get in the 410. After I'm, I'm ready to be in a 410, I, I don't want to be one of those guys that goes out there laying over their head, just causing causing a ruckus among the field because he thinks he's going to be the next Kyle Larson. You Is know? there a lot of those? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of those. <laughs> All right. Any names there? You want to? You don't yeah, want, that's, that's, I don't want to get you in trouble. I don't want to get you in trouble. Yeah, yeah. Okay. RJ, RJ, let's back up just a little bit. Um, why was Corey uh, at the go kart track? So uh, Corey, it's a it's a long story how these two met. A man named Brian Jacobs and Corey became friends, and Brian has a daughter that wanted to get into racing, and. Corey had a go-kart and tires and a motor and they got into racing and they went to Palmyra. And uh, that's Corey, story. Put, uh, that's, that's, that's about what <laughs> that's it happened. It I thought happened it was a long fast. story. I was waiting. I was sitting no. back waiting for a huge story. <laughs> you, want, you should have got your popcorn ready. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Well, uh, so, so Corey has a, uh, a team driver in the go-karts and he has a team driver uh, in the trucks and yeah. he races the trucks. So he's, yeah. he's got a pretty full plate. He does. He does. And uh, I appreciate all the work that Corey does for, for me. Um, if it wasn't for Corey, I'd probably mm -hmm. still just be racing go-karts. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm very blessed. I, I have a lot of help behind me. Um, I have a lot of people that support me. You know, I, I grew up in a racing family. I've got one of the best coaches I could ever ask for, and my dad, you know, Royce Cornett. Like, everything that, that I can do now, I can thank him for it. Are you friends with the Linders at all? I hear they take I, in young drivers. And... I want to be very close okay. friends with the Linders. I was just wondering. <laughs> yes. Um, is there any uh, any kind of agreement between you and Corey for running the the dirt truck beyond this year, or is that just something you'll that's too far in the future at this that's, point? That's that's to be determined. You okay. know, uh, you got to earn your number first. Piece. Yeah, keep the truck in one piece. Um, learn something every week. You know, you learn something every night at the racetrack. Just sometimes you got to think about it to find it. Oh, that's and, pretty uh, deep coming from yep. a fourteen year old there. That's well, that's the point of going. Like if, if you go to the racetrack and you say you didn't learn anything. That's your own fault, you know. Scott, he's a 25-year-old masquerading as a 14-year-old. Right. Nice. Um, I guarantee Rusty Schlank goes to the racetrack and learns something. Even if it's the, the littlest thing, he learns something every night. Nobody's ever perfect. Nobody will ever be perfect. Kyle Larson learns something every time he goes to the racetrack. I'm usually yeah. learning what not to do. When I go out there, well, that counts. That does, yeah. If you're if you're running in the back with the squirrels, you'll learn you'll learn a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I got one last question here before we let you go. Uh, where does the the name banjo man come from? I play a banjo. You do um, play a banjo. I play a banjo. Do you yes. have a banjo near you right now? Not near me right oh, now. Oh, I want to hear some banjo. <laughs> no, it's I don't. Yeah, have bring right the now. banjo. Do you play you know, it at the track at all? You bring your banjo with you? Um, no, no. Oh. I've I've played a few times though at Palmyra and such. Uh, but no, I I usually it's usually not not right on my hip. That's a heavy 
heavy instrument to drag around with you. I gotcha. Years ago, Marty Robbins, uh, country singer, but he was also a NASCAR racer. And uh, during rain delays, he was known to uh, break out his guitar and uh, entertain the fans. Yeah. yeah. Well, you may, you may have an opportunity this weekend. I'm just saying. I don't know. But uh, anyway, I, I don't know if you know this, but uh, a lot of our guests uh, go on to win the uh, next race they're in. It's probably about an 85%, maybe 90 it's not scientific, but uh, that's usually the percentage that goes on to win their next race after coming well, on the show. So I was talking to Corey, and he, <laughs> he was he was talking to me about something that I'm going to learn when I'm on the show, and I'm trying to figure out what he's talking about. And he was, he was tormenting me with it. He would not tell me what it was. And um, his, uh, his girlfriend, Katie, she told me. And ah. I... Uh, I guess I got some shoes to fill. Got some <laughs> shoes to fill. Yes, yes, you do. Uh, any? Do you want to give a shout out to any of your sponsors? I do. I do. You know, um, as a fourteen-year-old, I uh, I need a lot of help. Um, I I can't <laughs> I can't do a lot on my own. Um, first and foremost, I got to thank my dad, and I got to thank the good Lord for giving me the ability to race and the ability to be doing what I love to be doing. Um, Rich and Karen Filatowski from Green Valley Campground uh, in Morency. They're my number one sponsor in go-karts. Uh, Sherm Kimple, he builds my motors. Um, running in an open class where you can run any motor you'd like, horsepower is needed. And he always provides. Um, Nathan Bevard out of Hillsdale. He's, uh, he's our fabrication. He's, he's our chassis tuner. He's best in the business. Uh, DK Products out of Adrian, another sponsor. Um, John Sizek was the first person to hand me money for the truck. Well, handed me money, which I handed to Corey for the truck, <laughs> which was handed to Ron Miller for the truck. Yes. So, <laughs> Ron Miller's profiting from you. All right. Yes. And uh, Brian Norton. See, it pays uh, to have friends. Yes. Yes, it does. Uh, Brian Norton got me a, a new set of gloves. My go-kart gloves are pretty much in holes. And he got me a new set of gloves for the truck, bright red, so everybody can see my mistakes if we go live, you know, with my hands. And uh, Keith Nelson, uh, my Uncle Randy, and uh, my stepmom Tiffany, um, Corey, especially Corey, and the, and the whole cam racing team. You know, without them, I, I wouldn't be in a, in a truck or a car of any sorts. Um, DDH Farms is a sponsor on the truck. Uh, Central Collision. Uh, I, I hope to stay away from Central Collision, but if the truck gets torn up, that's where torn up too bad. That's where it goes. And uh, I just I just hope to continue racing for a long, long time and yeah. be a household name like Kyle Larson. Did you uh, have all your sponsors written down there? Dad wrote them down. Well, that's good. That's a, <laughs> see? it means you're prepared. That's good. Proud of you. All right, man. Uh, Thanks for coming on tonight, and uh, and good luck in everything, and definitely well, keep in touch. Thank you for having me. It uh, it means a lot to me, and my dad's in the other room. I can't wait to go give him a hug. He's probably smiling from <laughs> ear to ear. Awesome. So, I hope, hope he's listening. Oh, he is. He is. What what he can listen to anymore? He's he's getting he's getting getting deaf. Whoa! Oh, <laughs> you got to stop picking. Here's a little bit happens. of advice: stop picking that on the happens. old people. I that happened. They, they know a lot. They're pretty wise. Yeah. That, happen, you know, that that hearing thing happens to a lot of seasoned racers. Oh, what were you saying? What? No, I'm, I'm <laughs> <laughs> All right, RJ. Uh, we appreciate wow. it.
You take care. Well, thank you for having me. Yep. You guys have a good rest of your show. Thank you. Good luck to this weekend, RJ. So RJ Cornette. What a there. kid. Yeah. How about that? Told you he'd be a good interview, Scott. Yeah. I I never doubted you. I kind of got picked that up uh, when I uh, was talking to him out at the track at, at Oakshade there. Um, real quick, uh, you want to go over uh, the racing news, and then we'll bring uh, Mike Young in here and talk about his win. Sure. The other day. And I'll be right back, so go kind of slow, but not too slow. Okay. <laughs> BJ jo- Jolie was hurt in a 602 crate sportsman crash at Grandview Speedway in Pennsylvania after his car spun into the car, hit him at full speed. He suffered a lacerated kidney, flew it around his heart, and a collapsed colon. Jolie used a Kirky full containment seat, Hans device, and an RASTP five-point harness purchased from Amazon that indicated that it was SFI certified. The problem was that the SFI had never heard of RASTP. They purchased the belts and ran tests on them Monday. The belts seemed to pass the performance requirements of spec 16.1 specification. SFI will issue a warning to RST, RASTP for having counterfeit labels and a cease and desist. I did just look them up on Amazon. Uh, they have no further uh, mentions of SFI on their belts that I saw. So sounds like maybe they did learn their lesson. But uh, NTT IndyCar Series officials confirm Monday the series will not replace the canceled Toronto round on the schedule, instead opting to stick with the 16-race schedule that they have remaining. The race was canceled due to COVID-19 restrictions in Canada. Jeff Gordon is done as a commentator. He's done it in the Fox Sports booth uh, after this year. He's been named vice chairman of Hendrick Motorsports, making him the second-ranking team official to chairman and majority owner Rick Hendrick. As vice chairman and co-owner, Gordon will maintain a daily presence at Hendrick Motorsports with a focus on the organization's competition and marketing group. Billy Moyer Sr. announced on Wednesday that his house, his shop, and all his racing equipment are up for sale. Speculation is, is that Billy has finally decided to call it a career and retire from racing. And that does it for this week's Racing news, Scott. We got Mike ready to go. Yeah, my question though on that Billy Moyer thing is, mm-hmm. uh, if he's retiring from racing, why is his house for sale? I mean, do you, do you really need to sell your house probably, if you're retiring probably, from probably racing? Probably moving to probably moving to Florida. Yeah. Ew. Is that what so old people? Is that, moving, what, so, is that what old that. people do? I don't know. <laughs> I, I wouldn't know either. I, I, RJ thinks we we'll have, we'll have to get RJ back. <laughs> Uh, coming up, we have uh, the results of our uh, Twitter poll. has to do with Eldora Speedway. Uh, we'll also have a chance for you to win a Big D's Pizza. We'll play how many. Right now, though, let's bring in Mr. Mike Young. Mike, how are you? Pretty good, you know? Mike, welcome to Motor to Hammer Down. <laughs> What's the show, Ron? Hammer Down Motors or Hammer Down Racing Report. <laughs> Jeez. I don't know what show we're on. Hold on a second. Let me, uh, Old guys. Let me see if I can uh, fix that for you. Uh, nope, I don't have a big, big logo. That may be a my what, mic. What's that say there, right right there at the top? Racing report. Oh my Live goodness. broadcast okay. is about to begin. This is going downhill. Mike Young, uh, congratulations <laughs> uh, on your win uh, on Friday night. Uh, I guess that you're wearing a Terry Rushlow shirt. I'm just now noticing that. <laughs> Why are you wearing a Terry Rushlow shirt? Because uh, he can. Dude, uh, from War Paint, he had some there, and he uh, threw one my way. Oh, yeah, he threw one my way, too. <laughs> That's how I got a Terry Rushlow shirt, too. 
This is probably the only dirt shirt I got, so I figured I'd wear it on a dirt show. Well, we're not a dirt show. No, we're not, we're not a dirt, dirt show. show. Exclusive. You know, I'm the announcer of an asphalt track. Yeah. I was going and Don's like, oh, we got this asphalt guy coming in here. <laughs> so I figured I'd wear a dirt shirt to fit in. Oh, uh, well. Who did, who did we have on last week? Jack Franzel. Jack Franzel? Terry Smith? Jack Franzel. Terry Smith, yeah. And we talked about Toledo and Flat Rock a little bit. So, uh, Ron, pavement guys. Ron, Ron sent me a message last night and uh, said that you were pretty excited uh, picking up the win uh, on Friday and, and asked if we had time to have you on. So I'm like, yeah, sure, we got time for Mike. Uh, tell us, uh, tell us about your win and why you're so excited about that. I know you've been uh, caught up in some incidents in prior weeks, but uh, go ahead. Yeah, uh, we've uh, had to really work on our car this year. We've been in. Uh, two wrecks out of the last four races and it's not been our fault we've always been caught up in a wreck and it's just we've been up front and just we've had our bad luck and last three or four years we've never had a really a really rough season and now i think it's finally catching up but we've been battling through it and we're we're really close there and we finally picked one up and the car that i'm driving now is our cra car and actually we haven't had a win on that but we've had two or three track records with it a bunch of poles just I, it was good to close out with that car. Our other car that we've always won on and raced on is sitting there just for a spare, and uh, just it it was good to close one out on Father's Day to give my dad a good uh, gift for Father's Day. We've been trying, or I've been trying to get him that for a long time, and that was actually a good one to close out for the weekend for him. Mike, is your other car race ready? ready? Oh, it's it it's always race ready, but we gotta. We we got to put a door on it, uh, fix the fender, and put a foot box in it now since it got crushed in the heat race. But we uh, taped it up and everything for the feature, and it was good for the winter circle for the heat race and uh, the feature. Very good. What does that do for the mentality of yourself and the entire crew to stop all that bad luck and finally punch through it and put the car in victory lane? Oh, well, we were all pumped up, and... Um, it just makes us more tougher for the for the next race. And uh, with last weekend, we gained like I think 20 points on on the leader, and we were 30 out going in. So now walking out, we're 10 away. We've got four four races left, so it's going to be a close battle for the championship for my third one. So we're, this is going to be a pretty tough one here. Mike, are all those shows at Toledo, or uh, is there a flat rock thrown in there? Uh, the next race is uh, the 17th of July at Toledo, the 62nd anniversary, um, with late models and sportsmen's and figure eights and factory stocks. And then I think a week or two later, we go back to flat rock, and then the last two races are at Toledo. How's your program at Flat Rock? I know some of the guys kind of blow that one off and just go up there to run around in circles. Uh, the last, uh, since we ever started going back to Flat Rock with a sportsman, we've always we've always hated going there, and we always noted <laughs> that it's a top five. If we finish top five, no wrecks, we're, we're going to be good. But last year, we uh, had some help setting the car up, and we went out with this brand new, well, a, a the new car for me to flat rock and ran a few laps and we already broke track record in like five laps. We pulled it in and then uh, we went off qualifying and then broke the track record the first time. So we were pretty well pumped up and I was pretty excited that 
well, dad was excited that I wasn't bitching about the car not turning <laughs> and the car was jumping. So when we go, I think we finished third that night. And then the second time we go back, I beat my track record again. And then I think we finished third there. So we haven't finished or we haven't won a race there yet. My last race was in 06 in the four cylinder. So it'd be nice if I can get a future win there at Flat Rock and uh, get them both there. Sure. Now the championship so, uh, you were talking about, you're talking uh, Toledo Speedway points or? Uh, they're both combined, Toledo Flat Rock okay. points. So right now, you, if, um, if these points are updated, and it looks like they are, you're uh, 10 points behind uh, Greg Stillwell Jr. Yes. So, And he's been having a, a heck of a year this year, too. Yes, he is. Now I saw, I was at the uh, the first race of the, the season at Toledo, uh, that Sunday afternoon deal, and uh, you and, uh, I don't, remember who it was uh, battling Drink. for the lead and you guys got all messed up there. Your car got uh, pretty banged up, but I, you went to the back and I was watching you come back up through the field and I, where'd you finish like third or fourth in that race? Finished fourth that day okay. in the nose. And, and it was, we're going around lap car on lap four or three or four. And the leader was at the bottom and decided to jump up a, the second groove. Right. And I already had momentum. And it was just a racing incident. He backed up, checked up, and I was already there. And it was it was after that, and the, I, I I came in. The crew duct taped the whole nose up, and I just went balls to the wall, knowing that what 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 worse else can happen? It's already wrecked. So how, how bad was it? was there a suspension damage or anything? I mean, uh, how bad was it? The, the suspension wasn't damaged at all. It was just the nose swung over. So the arrow for the nose wasn't even there, and there was yeah. a bunch of holes and everything. So it was really, really tight, and I had the wheel cranked <laughs> to get the turn and then, of course, loose off. But I adapted to it and drove my ass off to the front because there was points, and I was going for points, and I was already heated because it was only on lap four. Now, <laughs> it probably was coming to the checkered, but only on lap four at, at the first race. So that was uh, – and, of course – we haven't raced all summer long the year before in 20 oh, yeah, because of true. COVID. So a lot of people are a little rusty, but I did go racing at Palmyra and did watch RJ wax <laughs> a couple of times. And <laughs> he raced against me a couple of times and there, and there, there's no way that I could beat him. He, he, he's over. So uh, you're, you're thankful he's not in a late model sportsman then. Yeah, <laughs> yeah probably. <laughs> maybe, maybe someday he could uh, fill your shoes. He might be like 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 I told him. I said I watched your dad race, and it'd be cool to see you back in a super late model in the eight, and run your dad's number. It sounds, like, times. sounds like he wants to go uh, sprint car racing, a little different direction yeah. there. Yeah, I, I think that's where a lot of people are going right now is the dirt and the pavement's kind of falling off a little bit. How about you? Any thoughts of uh, <laughs> testing the dirt? I mean, I ran dirt last year, and and I'm not a dirt <laughs> racer, and I hated dirt. It's, it's messy. <laughs> it's uh, messy. You got to clean a car every week. Yes, you do. Clean. What? But you uh, don't have to put four new tires on it every night. No, you don't. You and you can hammer the sheet metal around. And Speaks. I mean, if if I'd get a ride, I would for sure definitely hop hop in, and I for sure wouldn't turn that down. Yeah. But I I I don't see myself buying a dirt car to go race dirt. Uh, just speaking of uh, the tires, uh, what's the tire situation for, for you asphalt guys? I know things are getting weird in all of racing as far as tires go. 
Yeah, um, Scott went last week um, to Hoosier to pick some tires up, so we had uh, new tires there, but uh, the stagger wasn't right, but everyone had a run on them, so it was an, an even playing field. Um, I guess we did get a new or our tire batch shipment in. Um, so this week, only street stocks and figure eight guys can buy them. Uh, us sportsmen have to wait the week before just to make sure there's enough tires for everyone. Wow. So there's not guys buying two or three sets to stock it up. So does, does that affect how, how you uh, go about the races then? Do you try and save tires a little more? Or? Uh, not me. I don't try to save. <laughs> okay. You know, tires are going to are gonna win the race more than used tires or not. Yeah. Um, so we usually buy the tires the week before and then play with them all week long, make sure they're sized right. All right. So you so, have the perfect match set for your win, your feature. So what's, uh, what's your next race uh, coming up? Uh, we're off for a couple of weeks. Our next race is at Toledo, uh, July 17th. I think it's a Saturday night. So you have, uh, you have some time to, to get ready for that and enjoy your, your win. Yes. And <laughs> any any, any thoughts of catching any CRA races this year? Uh, not, not this year. I'm more concentrated on the uh, championship. Um, but next year, um, I'm going to step back and not run a full season, uh, at Toledo. I'm going to pick and choose when I want to race and go run some CRA events. Um, there's a couple of tracks down in Columbus, like kill care and everything. When I ran trucks, I want to go back and see how Shady good- <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> see how good we are to dumb guys down there just to just to try something different okay uh you any sponsors you want to give a shout out to before we let you okay. go the guys that always help me most is uh todd's guns raised door Bayless buick gmc uh denny's timeout tavern jugs bowling center photos by cayuse remax preferred one-stop speed shop and then uh of course uh dad jimmy billy and michelle they uh they put their time in throughout the week, so so I can go have fun on the weekend. I enjoy and it, I, and I did have a cheat sheet. Yeah, I, I saw that. That's all right though. I mean, that's good. You're prepared. But uh, that uh, Kyos is that how you pronounce his name? Kyos 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 Kyos. His yep. photo. I see his photos all the time on uh, Facebook and videos and stuff. Uh, and he does a hell of a job, and yeah. I yes, he does. And he puts eight nine cameras on on. <laughs> Or where, wherever I don't complain, and he goes home and edits it, and he enjoys putting cameras on there. Like we went to Winchester to 400 when I ran, and I think he had nine on my car, and then on Sunday, he's seen like 12 or 13 on Janie or Johnny Van Doren's car, and he was pretty upset that he couldn't that he got. <laughs> but he came back with a lot more cameras the following year on other cars and everything. So he's uh he's really enjoying this. And, and and really doing his job, what he really loves to do. He does it well. And uh, you do your job well as well, and that's a lot of wells. Uh, <laughs> uh, good do, luck. Do me, do me a favor. That uh, that guy you mentioned from the from the bowling center, bring him out to a dirt track near us some Saturday when you're uh, off. Uh, yeah, I'd love to see if I can get Steve and Jay and Tony out, out there one night. That'd be cool. I've been inviting him for a long time, and he keeps saying, yeah, 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 I'll be there. And maybe if you grab him and buy him a hot dog, he'll be there. Yeah, probably. One dollar hot dogs. That's it. Now that's cheaper than Toledo and Fire Rock. There you go. (laughs) 
All right, Mike, uh, congratulations again on your win, and uh, good luck uh, on uh, on the next race. And uh, like uh, we were telling RJ there, uh, get you better get a win since uh, you were on the show. Yeah, I think the first time I was on here, I got my first 300 the night before that night that uh, that Ron came to me and says, hey, you want to be on my show on Thursday? And I was like, yeah, sure. And then I go out and bowl a 300 the first game. Yay. <laughs> Works in bowling too. Who knew? <laughs> All right, Mike. Well, thanks for coming on. We appreciate it. Thank you. Yep. See you soon, buddy. It's Mike Young. And um, what we got coming up next, Jerry? Oh, I'm putting you on the up. spot. Oh, how <laughs> about the? Right. Got our Twitter results. Twitter results oh, Twitter, first. Yeah, Twitter results. We got to, we got to check out the Twitter poll results uh, for this week, so, real quick. So. Is your voice going to hold out if I bail out of here on you? Yeah, I think I think I'm going to make it here. If not, Ron can right. carry us. Well, everybody, have a great night. Also, real quick before I go, shout out to Jordan Conover making his debut in a late model last week at Oakshade and doing a tremendous job. Second quick overall, ended up 14th in the A main, loaded it up in one piece. Can't say enough about that young man. All right then. <laughs> Enjoy your all right, guys. Uh, your racing stuff there. You're eye racing. I racing. All right. You guys have a great night. All right, you too. See you, Jer. See ya. So uh, this week's uh, Twitter poll was, um, which do you prefer? Which event do you prefer at Eldora? They've had some uh, big. Well, I mean, they have big races: uh, the Kings Royal, the Dream, the World, all that stuff. But this is more about the, um, races with uh, the NASCAR guys. It started off with the Prelude to the Dream, where. A bunch of NASCAR guys would be driving the uh, late models, and then they started the truck race there, and now it's the SR, the SRX series uh, scheduled to make their debut there this weekend. So that was the poll, and apparently the prelude to the dream was uh, by far everybody's choice. 73.3 is compared oh, yeah. to 13.3. And I agree with that. I, I, I enjoyed going to uh, the prelude to the dream. I was at the very first one, and didn't you couldn't really tell who was in each car because – they were borrowed late models that you'd see all around here. Right. So, but then but the I, announcer kept you. I, we were, we were day, over in turn of. three and we couldn't hear. No. So it was, it was a guessing game, but uh, the second year, I think they painted the cars or did wraps. So they looked like uh, the NASCAR like, counterparts. Like their cup cars. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, so make sure to follow us on, on Twitter at Hammer Report, by the way. i uh, got to thank Mill Street Speedway, uh, still sponsor. I haven't talked to Scott Warner in a while, so I have no updates uh, on Mill Street Speedway. So make sure to follow him on Twitter, Facebook, or their website, millstreetspeedway.net. As soon as uh, we get any information uh, on what they're trying to, to sort out there, we'll, uh, we'll pass that along to you. And also don't forget to give uh, Ron Miller a call there at Ron Miller Race Cars. I, I got in just under the wire last night working on the car, needed a, a switch. And uh, I called the seven. Well, I didn't call seven three four eight five six seven two two three, but I could have. But you, if, but if you had, it would have forwarded to my cell phone anyway. Uh, race cars, parts, safety, equipment, service, everything a racer needs. So uh, last week's how many was how many all stars were going to be at Lima Land plus the number of Oakshade or late models at Oakshade for the Barney Oldfield. Well, the number of all stars at Lima Land on Friday was zero. And the number of late models at Oakshade was 37. So, Mr. Miller, you picked 45 and we're closest. So you're the in-show winner. Again. Uh, again, yeah, you're on a streak here. And uh, online, uh, Kurt Dickey picked 38. He was uh, pretty close Ooh. there. 
He was the closest. Good job, Kurt. So he wins himself a Big D's pizza. Make sure to get a hold of Dean Henry and uh, get yourself hooked up with that uh, free pizza. This week, and maybe maybe before we do this week's How Many, I should uh, play back our uh, Ryan Weekman's Weekend Weather Pit Stop. Yeah. I think yeah. I should do that. All right. We'll, we'll, we're going to take a little break in the big in the pay, pay uh, attention to Pay attention to this because this has to do with how many. Ultimately, ultimately, you will be tested. Pretty much, yes. So uh, here's Ryan Weekman, the Weekend Weather Pit Stop. Here is your weekend weather pit stop forecast. I'm First Alert meteorologist Ryan Weekman. A warm, muggy day on Friday. Scattered thunder showers become more likely, especially by the afternoon. Could put those races at Lima Land and Attica in jeopardy. Saturday, the races further to the south, down towards Fremont and New West and Eldora. Chances for some rain showers there. Maybe a bit higher than the other places like uh, Flat Rock and Oakshade. Either way, scattered thunderstorms likely throughout the day on Saturday, especially later in the afternoon. Highs there in the mid 80s. This has been your weekend weather pit stop forecast. I'm First Alert meteorologist Ryan Weekman. There he goes. As fast as uh, meteorologist I know. Yeah. Yeah. So this week's how many is how many tracks of and these are the there's seven seven tracks: Attica, Lima Land, Oakshade, Flat Rock, Fremont, Sandusky, and Eldora. Those are the seven tracks. Of those seven tracks. How many will not get rained out? Or in other words, how many are going to be racing this weekend? How many will go on as, not as scheduled, how many will be racing this weekend? Because I believe one of these tracks has a rain date. Um, so that's kind of the wild card. So how many of these tracks will race this weekend of those seven? So we could have a pretty close uh, match the Weekend here. being Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, potentially. Correct. Yes. Okay. So, and... We'll have to spin Big D's pizza wheel if we get uh, a tie, which is very likely with only seven choices. And if you pick eight, you've already lost, so you might as well just throw your, your vote out at this point. Um, so, Ron, you won last week. Uh, what, uh, what's your pick? How many, how many tracks are, are going to be running this weekend of those ah, seven? One. One? <laughs> Care to throw out which track that'll be? No, I no. just... It's my lucky number this week. All right. Well, then I'll go with two. Simply because you picked one. And now my pen doesn't work. Two. Okay. So if you want to play along, a chance to win a Big D's Pizza, put your guess in the comments of our Facebook Live or YouTube Live. And uh, we'll give you until noon on Friday for that. So if you're uh, listening to us on iHeartRadio or Google Podcasts, whatever, you can still get in. Just uh, log on to Facebook or YouTube, put your guess in the comments there. As long as you get it in before noon on Friday, then you're eligible to win that Big D's pizza. Mrs. Miller had a guess, but oh. I stole I stole her number, so she's going to have to check back in with us uh, on about, another number. How about we give her three or zero? Oh, I guess. Okay. Well, um, yeah. here's your races that are scheduled as of right now for this weekend. Uh, this uh, coming up uh, tomorrow night. Of course, Lima Lamb Motorsports Park, it's Meet the Driver's Night, featuring the NRA 360 Sprints, modified stock cars, gates open at 5, racing at 7.30. General admission is 12 bucks there at Lima Land. Attica Raceway Park, also scheduled to be in action tomorrow night. It's uh, Burns Electric, Bauman Auto Group Night, uh, Advanced Drainage Systems Night as well, because you got to have three sponsors in there uh, for, for that. It's uh, Attica Fremont Championship Series 
uh, 410 Sprint Event, the Attica Raceway Park, Oakshade Late Model Challenge Series, and the 305 Sprints. Gates open at 5, racing at 745. Uh, general admission is $18 there at Attica Raceway Park tomorrow evening. Saturday night, we have Oakshade Raceway scheduled for action with the Oakshade Attica Raceway Park Late Model Challenge Series. Sports and Bombers and Compacts. Gates open at 4, racing at 7. General admission is 14 bucks and $1 hot dogs. Flat Rock Speedway. Uh, it's UAW Local 3000 and Autograph Night, as a matter of fact. So if uh, you want to get some autographs, show up there a little early. They're going to be doing that at 6 o'clock on Saturday night at Flat Rock. Uh, they'll have the Outlaw Super Late Models, the Figure 8s, and the Street Stocks. Pit gates open at 2.30, Spectator gates at 4.30, and racing at 7. General admission, 15 bucks up there at the Level Pebble. Fremont Speedway, it's a Willie's Sales and Service Night featuring the Attica Fremont Championship Series 410 Sprints, the FCS 305 Sprints, and the Dirt Trucks. You can check out RJ uh, Cornette racing up there. And uh, yeah, hopefully rep representing us well. I dropped my pen. Uh, gates open at 4 o'clock, racing at 7 at Fremont Speedway on Saturday. Sandusky Speedway in action with the Modifieds, Pure Stocks, Renegades, Beginner Stocks, Pit Gate, Opens at 3, main gate at 4, racing at 7 p.m. General mission at Sandusky is $12. And then Eldora is scheduled uh, for action on Saturday night with the Camping World SRX Series and uh, USAC Silver Crown uh, Series will be in action as well. With uh, gates opening at 3, racing at 8 p.m. And I believe they're probably going to be starting out with the SRX Series since that will be live on CBS, uh, which is... WTOL Channel 11 here locally in Toledo, where yeah. Ryan Weekman's from, so supporting the, the local channel. General Mission, $30 if you do plan to uh, attend that race tomorrow night at Eldora. So that's tomorrow night or Saturday? Uh, Saturday night. I'm thinking I'm on Friday. I don't know. I've, I've oh, been right. taking too okay. much of NyQuil. Uh, yeah, that's uh, Saturday night. Just, just catching, yeah. <laughs> Oakshade, Flat Rock, Fremont, Sandusky, and Eldora on Saturday. And then uh, you got Lima Land Attica on Friday night. And that's uh, that's pretty much it for uh, this edition of the Hammerdown Racing Report, I think. Did yeah. I miss anything? Oh, Hammerdown Hotline. Forgot about the Hammerdown Hotline. We did get a call, but uh, it was about RJ, and we already asked that question. And it came in like two minutes before we went on the air. So if you want to be uh, on the show next week, uh, feel free to call the Hammerdown Hotline anytime, day or night. Right there's the number for you, 419-318-3081. That's 419-318-3081. And uh, if you call well before the show, that's better. 6.30, I probably start stop checking next Thursday. If you call before 6.30 next Friday, there's a chance uh, you can end up on the show just for calling that number. Weirder things have A real good chance. Yeah. Uh, I want to thank our associate producer, Dave Kemmer, field correspondents, Matt Swander, Doug Doc. I'm going to throw John Young on here, too, because he sends me a bunch of stuff, too. Um, and, um, yeah. Um, make sure to support our sponsors once again. Oakshade Raceway, our presenting sponsor. Uh, Real Geese Silhouette Decoys, Millstream Speedway, Big D's Pizza, Ron Miller Race Cars, Free Frame Photos. And, uh, yeah, they make the show continue to go. Real quick, Scott, Ron Miller Race Cars got its shipment of Tall City tires for the Oakshade Bombers in yesterday. Uh, good inventory there. And uh, we've got quite a few of the American Racer tires that uh, the guys at Fremont love. And uh, some of the Oakshade Sportsman cars uh, are learning to love. Learning to love. So, uh, okay, then. Uh, we've make, got them. Make sure to check out, the, uh, sure to check out HammerdownRacingReport.com. 
uh, all the information he needs there, how, to, how you can listen to us, uh, how you can contact us, how sponsor information, all that good stuff. Um, and that's it. That's it for this edition of the Hammerdown Racing Report. I want to thank RJ Cornette for coming out, Mike Young uh, as well. We'll have uh, another guest or two next week. Not sure who yet. I like to wait until after the weekend and see hey, who did something yeah. this weekend and then come up with a guest. At least during both the race. Of those guys, both of today's guests, really great racers. Yeah. Uh, pleased that we had them on. And uh, urge you folks to get out and watch some racing and uh, support those guys. Yeah, and definitely get out and support your local track this weekend. Hopefully, we have more than yeah. how many uh, Ron and I picked that will be running this weekend. Hopefully, Mother Nature will. Maybe, maybe Ryan will be wrong. I think I saw earlier that it sounds like it's the system supposed to be staying more off to the, the west. But I am also not the fastest, the world's fastest meteorologist. Right. So, we're out. We'll see you next Thursday. See y'all. You have been listening to the Hammerdown Racing Report, available on demand on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcasting platform. Hi, listeners. We wanted to take a moment to tell you about another podcast from Evergreen Podcasts and Sound Talent Media called Pit Lane Parlay. Pit Lane Parlay is the go-to podcast for IndyCar and motorsports-related news. Each episode, we discuss things like our favorite drivers, news clips from the last week, and generally giving each other a hard time about predictions we've made in the past and or life stories that have come up recently. We really have a lot of fun with it and really enjoy each other's company, and we hope you can come join us too. Join Pit Lane Parlay by following us on your favorite podcast today.